Welcome to season three of the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where not only do we want you to get your money, we want you to get your money right. This show is designed specifically for ambitious moms, dads, husbands, and wives to help you get money out of the way so you can start living life on your own terms. And if you're finally ready to transform the way you do money, come sign up for one of our free resources at yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com. What's the good news, people? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where we talk about money like it's everybody's business. Because I truly believe if we're not good with money, it's because we don't talk about money. And this show is designed to change just that. I am your host, the money misfit, Jamar DuPaz. This is episode number 51. And today we're going to talk about why it seems like we just can't get right. Why is it that we have things that we know we need to do, but we don't do? So we're going to talk about that. If this is your first time tuning in, I'd like to first say welcome. Welcome. Thanks for coming. I don't know how you found me, but I do appreciate you being here. This is a different type of personal finance podcast. We talk about money as it relates to real life. We're going to talk about things that other people just won't tell you about. How do you take money and apply it to your life to do the things you want to do, to see the people you want to see, to have the marriages you want to have, to go to places you want to go to? And that's what we're all about here. If you want to find out more about what we do and how we do it, head over to our website at yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com. And check us out. Maybe get on the Jumpstart email uh, course or become a misfit. It's a free membership. We have a free mini course back there called the Roadmap to Getting Your Money Right. And I'm actually revamping that. So that should be ready uh, before the new season. But jump on there now. Get it right now. And then uh, just kind of join us. Ask questions. Do all that good stuff. Whatever it needs to do for you to get your money right. So with that being said, uh, first off, before we get started, there's been a whole, I want to talk a little bit about news. I, I usually don't talk about news, right? Uh, <laughs> but there's a whole lot going on right now uh, in the economy, in the country, uh, with this president that we have here with healthcare. And so we've come out with this. Some people call it Obama light, Obamacare light. Some people call it Trump care, whatever you want to call it. The Republicans are trying to repeal and replace Obamacare. Now, what does that mean for you? Well, one of the issues that we've had with Obamacare in itself is healthcare prices rising up, right? It's getting more and more and more expensive to uh, get healthcare or healthcare insurance. Now, I'm going to probably do a show on all of this so we can break this stuff down because there's a lot of concepts that we get distracted on when we talk about healthcare because there is a difference between healthcare and healthcare insurance, right? Uh, just because you have insurance or everybody is insured does not mean that the health care costs are going to come down. We know that because Obamacare proved that a lot of people were insured. More people were insured before than ever. Right. But prices still went up. And why is the case for that? Well, it's because a lot of times, like I said before, insurance is still involved. And uh, but you know what? I'm not going to get into that right now because this will be a, a three hour episode. So we'll, we'll save that for another one. But I want to quickly talk about Trump care and why you should not necessarily be worried. Uh, number one, it's going to look very similar 
to Obamacare. Okay, so as far as things that's going to cost you out of pocket, it's probably going to be around the same thing. The problem with Trump care is what he thinks the solution is and is that there is no incentive for anybody to actually purchase health care until they actually need it. Right. One of the things about Obamacare did with the particular mandate of having to have health care insurance was it made more people buy into it, which could potentially lower the cost. Now, though the insurance probably went down, health care didn't necessarily go down. And now we're starting to see it creep back up. But it's actually probably going to be a lot worse with Trump care because you don't actually have to buy it. In fact, they will allow you to buy it after you get sick. Now you pay a 30% premium or up to a 30% premium. But think about this, a young guy in his 20s, pretty healthy, and he has to pay, I don't know, a couple thousand dollars a year for health insurance, right? Or he can go without health insurance. And then if he decides to get, finds out he gets cancer at 27 or 28 or 30, he can still get health insurance, but he just pays a 30% extra on that premium. Well, he's been going those several years or whatnot without paying it. So there is no incentive for that young person or the healthy person to really buy the insurance unless this tax credit he's talking about is going to be more than the actual cost of the insurance. And that probably could be the case initially. But if you know insurance companies, if you know people who do business with the government, they will charge up to the maximum of what the government is going to pay. So if you get a tax credit, is what he's talking about for families up to $14,000, you're probably not going to find health care or health insurance for less than $14,000 because the, these companies know that's what the government will pay for. Right. So anyway, so I want to say don't sweat that stuff. Right. You still all in all, no matter what happens with health care, you still got to take care of yourself. You still got to eat right. You still got to get your money right. And in future episodes, we'll talk about how to finance your health care in the most efficient ways that's available to everybody today. OK, but we're not going to talk about that. Just want to make sure that everybody don't get yourself all bent out of shape and get upset over this stuff. Right. Uh, all the things that you need to do. You still need to do anyway. Now, I also want to kind of lend a warning, right? Uh, we're also um, getting ready for another recession, and maybe we'll talk about that next episode. Okay, so just a heads up: a recession is coming. How do I know that? Well, recessions always come, right? After the booms, there comes the bust, right? Stock market is at all time high right now for no real reason. Um, this Wednesday, if you're listening to this episode on Monday. The 13th, this Wednesday, March 15th, is the deadline for the debt ceiling, right? If you remember uh, a year ago, a couple of years ago, uh, there's been a whole lot of information, a whole lot of scare about how the government's going to shut down because we didn't raise the debt ceiling. Because what happens with this country is we spend more money than we bring in. So we, we borrow money every single month over and above the tax revenues that we bring in to make the economy or not the economy to make the government run. Right. Uh, so one of the things that was having an issue was we were getting to the point to where their debt was too high and we needed to stop it. The problem was if we tried to stop it, the government was shut down because we didn't have enough money. So the Obama administration, the treasury department, uh, the Congress and all of them got together and they extended the debt, the debt ceiling holiday. So basically what it means was what it meant was they could borrow more money, to keep going, right? To keep this game going even further. 
Well, as of March 15th, that is done. By law, the Treasury will not be able to borrow over $20 trillion, okay, uh, by law, right? So nobody's talked about that. Nobody's come up with a solution for it, which they're going to have to talk about it. They're going to have to do something, right? Or some pretty bad things could probably happen. But even after the debt ceiling is over, the Treasury still has a few hundred billion dollars in the bank. The problem is we're running a deficit of about $75 billion a month, which will probably only last us through the end of the summer before they're absolutely out of money. Now, you may be saying, well, they can just print more money. Well, they've kind of given that up to the Fed, right? So the Fed can do a few things. They can buy back some treasuries. Um, you know, they can't loan us any more money because we can't increase our debt anymore. But anyway, couple. Uh, the moral of the story is this. Uh, with this new Trump care, stock market at all time high, right? We haven't had a recession or downturn in the last eight to 10 years or so. We're due one. Okay. Uh, also the fed will probably be raising interest rates this week as well. Right. Which will make things more expensive anyway. So just get ready. Right. Just give me a heads up. We'll talk about it later on, but just give me a heads up. Okay. So I don't want you to be caught off guard. Uh, the signs are there. People are, uh, you know, jobs are getting shut down, right? Uh, people are laying off a bunch of folks. Again, the stock market's at all time high. Things are getting more expensive. The retail numbers didn't come in like they expected to come in. Uh, the deficit is increased the first quarter of the year. Yada, 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 yada. Get yourself in order. Get your house in order. Get your cash on hand. Get your skills up and become anti-fragile. Right. Become rock solid in your finances, in your skills, in your not just your financial capital, but your relationship capital. Right. Uh, get all that stuff together, because here's a good thing about a recession. Recessions are usually when all the opportunity comes around. You just got to be able to recognize it. My goal for the show is to have you get your money right. And part of getting your money right is being ready for these these moments in the recessions when they come around so we can jump on them. We can start businesses. We can invest in real estate as real estate becomes cheaper. Maybe we can buy stocks and companies when they, the values of them are, re- are really low or on discount, so to speak, as a lot of people call it in the industry. So I just wanted to give you a heads up on that. There's nothing Trump can do about it, right? Even if you're a big Trump fan, there's nothing, anything the president can do about it. Uh, we're at a point where we're not going to be able to out earn this particular recession. We can probably slow it down. Um, but it's coming. So just get prepared for it. Don't want to scare you. Don't mean to scare you, but just get prepared for it. Cash on hand. If you've been meaning to get yourself together, uh, hopefully that uh, puts a little fire under your butt to get you moving. So with that being said, let me get off my political rant and let's talk about what we came here to talk about today. So today, again, we t- we want to talk about why is it that we just can't seem to get right when you know you need to get right. You know what you need to do, right? You know what you're supposed to do. And maybe you've even tried it and you were not able to sustain yourself, right? Uh, When we talk about money, that could be budgeting, that could be coupon, that could be cutting back, that could be all kinds of things, right? Uh, So why can't you get right? And I want to talk about four or five reasons why this is the case. And also want to let you know that you're not alone. 
Because even, you know, even Paul said in the good book of Romans, you know, I do not understand what I do, you know, for what I want to do. I do not do for what I hate to do. I do. Right. So this has been a struggle that's going on since, you know, we can record history. Right. So this is not necessarily you being alone. So don't worry about that aspect of it. But what are some of the factors that uh, prevent us from doing the things that we know we're supposed to do? And what can we do about it? One of the first things that get me all the time is a lack of a deadline, right? I say I want to do something, right? And I just say I want to do it, <laughs> but I don't give myself an actual concrete deadline to get it done, right? So you might say to yourself, I want to allocate my money, but then you don't actually sit down and say, okay, I'm going to do it on this day. You may even say to yourself, you want to go to the gym, but you don't make a decision. You don't make a determination and say, okay, tomorrow at 8 a.m., I'm going to get up. I'm going to get dressed. I'm going to go to the gym. You go, well, I'll see how I feel tomorrow, <laughs> right? And you know what happens. You know how you're going to feel tomorrow. You're going to feel like sitting down and continue to do what you've always done, right? Because here's the deal. The things that are easy to do are also easy not to do. It's not like the stuff that we need to do is hard, right? It's just easy to, to not do it. It's just easy to get by because we've gotten by with it for so long, right? So there, that's the biggest reason, at least for me, I find myself not setting a deadline, not giving myself a concrete uh, position and a concrete vision is really what it comes down to uh, for when I need to do something, how I need to do it is one of the reasons why I procrastinate and I never get it done, even though I know that's what I'm supposed to do. The second thing is we don't give ourselves meaningful incentives, right? So what do I mean by that? You might say to yourself, uh, I'm going to get up and go to the gym tomorrow um, because my incentive is I want to lose weight. But a lot of times losing weight is not in very meaningful for us. Right. Why? Because we go back to what we we're talking about before. We've been OK with this weight before. Our brains don't want us to change. <laughs> OK, our brain's job is to keep us alive. And if we can keep everything the same, we know uh, it'll at least we have a good chance of staying alive. Right. So your brain by default doesn't want you to change. So if you don't give it something more powerful, something more meaningful, a, a reward for you to get up and do something different, you are always going to meet resistance with your own self. It has to be meaningful. It has to be clear. It has to be something that you really want. For example, a lot of people lose a lot of weight uh, coming up for the summer for particular reasons, right? So if you have to get in that wedding dress, that's a meaningful incentive. So yes, you want to lose weight, but the part that's meaningful to you, the part that actually you can see that's concrete to you is I got to get in that dress. Right. You know, you're going to a pool party, fellas. Right. We know we're going to have our shirt off or whatnot. Uh, we, we start doing our push ups. We start doing our sit ups. Why? Because it's a meaningful incentive. We want to get out there and look our best, particularly for that particular deal. Right. It's meaningful. We can understand it. We can see it. It's the same thing I talk about a lot of times when I talk about having uh, being able to save. Right. You say, well, I want to save money. Well, just by saying I want to save money, you're not going to save money. The question is, what are you going to save money for? Saving it for what? If you say I just want to save money just to have some money. 
well, you can forget about it. It ain't going to happen. Right. But if you save for something very specific, right, one of the things I teach and we talk about all the time, especially in the boot camp, is saving for, let's say, a deductible. As a man uh, in my house, I feel like it is my job to keep a roof over my family's head. Right. One of those uh, ways I can do that is by having proper insurance on the home that I own. Right. On my insurance, there is a two thousand dollar deductible on my homeowner's insurance. Right. So. You know, at the beginning, well, actually, we'll start off at a thousand dollars. Right. Start off at like a thousand dollars deductible. I didn't have a thousand dollars. So I said, well, I got to come up with a thousand dollars because if I don't have a thousand dollars and the roof blows off of my house, I can't keep the roof over my family's head. So that was a meaningful incentive for me. Right. And that thousand dollars still sits there because I need to make sure that I have the money to put the roof over my family's head. Uh, another example, uh, over the past couple of months, we've been getting been getting hit hard, right, with Murphy, uh, <laughs> Murphy's Law, if you don't know what I'm talking about. You can look that up. But our, our van went out of commission, right? I think I talked about this last week, right? Uh, $2,000 later, we got our van back. We had that because we have money set aside specifically that have it for these particular reasons. And I gave myself, we gave ourselves this meaningful incentive to make sure we knew why we were saving money. That way, there's nothing that can come in and take it away because you know what the incentive is. We talk about the buckets, right? We have what we call a baller bucket. We love the baller bucket because it's an incentive for us to go out and play. And the baller buckets, all of our buckets get bigger the more money we make. So it's an incentive to go earn some more money, right? Because the way we have our money divided up in those buckets, if we earn more money, that means we get to give more money. That means we get to invest more money, build more wealth. That means we can go ball a little bit more. That means we get to get a little bit better, right? These are meaningful incentives for us. And because you don't have those mean, meaningful incentives, you don't go out and do the necessary things that you need to do. The fourth thing, or the third thing, I think we're on number three, right? The third thing is the environment, right? You, me, we are products of our environment. And what happens is if we don't have the environment to do the things that we're supposed to do, we don't do things well. Right. Give an example. Uh, People who love CrossFit. Right. You know, anybody that does CrossFit, they love CrossFit. Right. And here's the deal. They get results. Why do they get results? Because they go into an environment of achievement. They go into an environment of results. Right. You go into a place where people are surrounding you that have very similar goals. They have the same ideas. They have the same struggles. Right. There's that piece right there is is so relatable. Right. And you get in that environment and you see these people giving their best and giving their all, which makes you by default want to give your best and give your all. See, that part is working with your brain, not against your brain. Right. Because your brain wants you as a human being to be a part of the tribe, right? It doesn't want you to be ostracized. So when you go into an environment like that, you are forced to get better, right? Because your brain doesn't like to be uncomfortable. When you're in there and you're not in shape, you're uncomfortable. So what it wants to do is now get comfortable in that environment. So it's going to push you and roll with you on getting comfortable in that environment. So that's why your environment is such an important thing, right? Uh, get with people around you. You've heard this a lot. They say that you are 
the average of the five people that you hang around with the most, right? You know what's funny about that? Your income is usually the same as well, right? So I hang around eagles and not chickens, right? I hang around people who want to go to the next level, who want to fly and soar, right? Because they push me automatically to the next level. Your environment should be set up like that, right? So that's why you need to be careful with who you talk to, what you talk about, and all that good stuff. If you're around somebody that you know, right, they they call you up and you need to go to the mall, and they want you to go to the mall, and they get in that mall, and they just spend all their money frivolously crazy, and they put it on credit cards, that's not necessarily somebody you want to go out with, especially if you're trying to get your money right, if you, those things have not been allocated for you just yet, right? You want to protect yourself. And one of the best ways you could do to protect yourself is to change up your environment. What are some other practical things you can do to change your environment? You can put pictures up on your wall of things that you want to accomplish, places you want to go, right? Goals you want to set. Before we bought our house, um, we wanted to save an extra $10,000 above and beyond the down payment, right? So one of the things that we did was we got this big picture and we drew a thermometer on, like a real big thermometer on it. And when we got to like $500, we would, you know, color in the thermometer and we would mark it off all the way up. And then we got to a thousand and we got to 2000 and 5,000, 8,000. What that did was, and we put that up on the wall where we had to see it wherever we went. Right. So what that did was give us a visual, right? It changed our environment. It continuously reminded us of what we were trying to accomplish. So many times we don't get those reminders, right? Because we say we want to do something. We don't, you know, set a meaningful purpose for it. We don't give it a deadline and we don't have a visual of it. So many other things will take our attention away. So those are some of the things you can do to make sure you change your environment. The other thing you can can do to change your environment is what you're doing now. Continuously listen to this podcast. Listen to other podcasts about money. Read books about money, about investing, about uh, becoming a better person. All those types of things can help you make sure you do the things that you say you want to do. Because without those things, our brain does not want to change. I'll say that again. Our brain does not want to change. And if you're fighting against your brain, you're fighting against your nature, It's an uphill battle and it takes willpower and you only have so much willpower. And a lot of that willpower is wasted uh, just going to work and making decisions and talking to your kids and paying bills and all that good stuff. And that's one of the reasons why, uh, you know, I decided to come out and and talk about this stuff and teach these boot camps and talk about money because you only have so much willpower. You want to set your life up so you don't have to use as much of it as possible. (laughs) Right. And you, you reserve it for when you really need it. Right. And then probably the last thing, the last reason why we can't get right when we know we need to is we're too comfortable, right? Literally, we're too comfortable. And that goes to almost anybody that's listening to this podcast. You got your smartphone. You probably got somewhere to live. You probably got transportation. Your belly is full. You're not necessarily wanting for anything on a primitive level. Right. And so because you're comfortable, there's no need for you to get uncomfortable to go to the next level. Right. Back to the CrossFit example. When you get into an environment, when you get around people, when you have meaning, when you have all these things that want to push you to the next level, it gets uncomfortable for a second. It gets uncomfortable to change. Why? Because your brain doesn't want you to change. Right. Growth hurts sometimes. Well, 
Most of the time it hurts, but it can feel so good if you get a meaningful incentive. But too often are we too comfortable? So you might be saying, well, yeah, I can't pay my bills right. I'm stressing about this. I'm stressing about that. I need to make more money. Uh, My boss is a jerk, yada, yada, yada. Well, the truth is, if you're not doing anything differently, you are comfortable. Now, you may be uncomfortably comfortable, but you've you've settled in that place of comfort. You are in your comfort zone. And I heard uh, a great mentor of mine say to me, your comfort zone is your broke zone. Right. Your comfort zone is your broke zone. So no matter what level you're at right now, there's always another level. Right. So there is no such thing as settling. We talked about this before. There is no such thing as staying still. You're either growing or you're dying. Right. And being comfortable is typically a sign that you are going backwards. You are dying and not growing. Right. You want to get out of that place of being uncomfortably comfortable. You know, you're uncomfortably comfortable. Right. If you're not doing anything to change your position, especially if you're not happy with where you are right now, especially if you're not satisfied with the results that you're getting out of your life, not just your money, but out of your life in general. You are comfortable. There's no other ways around it. How do you get on? How do you get out of that comfort zone? You got to get into another environment. Right. You got to set some deadlines. You got to get concrete about what you want. You got to give yourself some meaningful incentives. And get around at people who will push you to the next level, who will change you. You got to do things you're not used to doing. I hate my voice, right? Till this day, I'm not used to my voice on this podcast. I was so uncomfortable when I started this podcast. But I knew being comfortable is not going to change the world. It's not going to help anybody other than maybe myself for a short period of time. So I had to get uncomfortable, get in front of this microphone and start talking about something that I have no credentials to talk about. Right. Other than real life experience. When I got into the fire department, I've never done anything like that in my life. I've never put on a I've never even put on a fireman helmet. I don't think I've ever been to a fire station before in my entire life. But they had to put me in uncomfortable situations for me to get good at what I do. Today, I can moonwalk in a burning building, right? Doesn't bother me at all. Before, I thought it was the craziest thing ever, right? Not saying that this is gross because it's, you know, (laughs) it is kind of crazy. You think about it going into burning buildings. But what I'm saying is every level of your life, right? Anytime you've had to achieve greatness, you have to achieve another level. You had to get uncomfortable. It was just for a temporary time, but it was uncomfortable for you to go to the next level, right? And then you got comfortable. And then there was another level. You get uncomfortable for a little bit and you get better. It's like getting back into the gym. It's going to hurt. It's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to be sore. It's going to hurt, but it's going to hurt so good. Right. Because you're clear about that incentive. You're clear about uh, what's going to be on the other side of that uncomfortable uncomfortableness or other side of that pain. I can't even talk. I'm working on it, though. Y'all bear with me. So. Those are the four things. And if, if you think about it, I think that was four. I just say four. If you think about it, the environment, not having a deadline, not having a meaningful incentive, it being too comfortable, those things all 
meet at one point and one point that I always talk about and that's distractions, right? If you don't have a deadline, a distraction will get you. If you don't set your environment up to win, distractions will get you. If you don't have a meaningful enough incentive to go to the next level, a distraction will get you. And being comfortable in itself is a distraction. Because being comfortable, you very rarely look forward. You very rarely look ahead to go to the next level. Right. And that's what this is all about. I've had somebody say to me, well, I got an email that talked about uh, the advice and is not necessarily for the the average person because I talk about people need to be entrepreneurs and yada, yada, yada. This isn't for the average person. Right. Go back to the episode I, I, I talked about with, you know, the cost of being average. It's expensive being average. It's expensive being broke. Right. And it's expensive being average. We know what the average lifestyle looks like in the end. And it's terrible. Right. It's, it's not the lifestyle that you dreamed of when you're 18, 19, 20 years old. Right. When did you stop dreaming? When did life beat you up so bad that you just stopped dreaming that you was going to be OK with with being average? None of us. None of us was like cool with that. And, you know, you know, we growing up and being ambitious. Right. That's that's who this show is about. This, this show is for that ambitious person. Right. That's why it says the ambitious mom, dad, husband or wife. Or even those that will become one one day, right? Those of us who want to go to the next level. But this is all about if you've tried to go to the next level. If you feel like you just can't get right. You feel like you know what you need to do, but you just won't do it. You can't get yourself to do it. These are some things that will help you, right? You've got to get uncomfortable for a minute and get into a different environment, right? Email me if you need, right? Come join the Misfits. Maybe we'll do a, like a Facebook group or something. I've been thinking about that. If that's a good idea. Uh, let me know if y'all want to do something like that. Right. Come to the boot camp. You know, get there. I had a lot of people that signed up for the boot camp but didn't show up. Right. See, signing up is easy. Showing up is the part that makes people uncomfortable. Right. If you want to get out of your comfort zone. Come to a boot camp where we see each other face to face. You can see me. I can see you. It's all virtual, so it's at your computer, it's on your, it's on your phone, or however you want to do it, right? But it's uncomfortable to start talking about money and facing it, right? But if you want to go to the next level, you have to do that, right? Get yourself in the environment, come to the boot camp, uh, come join the Misfits. Give yourself a deadline. If you need, you know, you need to do something. Say, I need to save a hundred dollars. Okay, boom. When are you gonna do it? Okay, by Friday. Boom. Get it done, right? Set it up, make it clear. But what are you gonna save it for? Well, I'm going to save it because it's my first hundred. Okay, cool. Boom. Do that. Well, I'm going to save 250. What are you going to save the 250 for? Well, let's save the 250 because I need to be able to cover the, the, the deductible on my car insurance. Boom. Boom. See that 250 now has purpose, right? I need to save my first thousand dollars, right? What do you need the first thousand dollars? Because my health insurance deductible is a thousand dollars. Boom. Good. You're good to go, right? You give yourself an incentive, get an environment that'll help you and push you. You give yourself a deadline and you bust out of that comfort zone, right? So that's all I got for today. So uh, we're going to do uh, we're going to try for one more boot camp on the 25th of this month before we go on vacation. Now, here's the deal. OK, the last boot camp, we had quite a few people uh, sign up for it, uh, but not show up. OK, so here's the deal. Head over to your dot com forward slash boot camp. Get on the waiting list. If there are enough people on the waiting list. 
we'll go ahead and have it. We'll open it up and go ahead and have it. But if I don't get enough people on there, we're not. <laughs> okay. And there won't be a boot camp this month. And there won't be a boot camp next month because we're we're gonna be off, right? Because that's in between seasons and we're not gonna be doing any of that stuff, right? So head over to yourmoneyright.com forward slash boot camp. Get on the waiting list if you want to get in on the boot camp. If I have enough people, we will do the boot camp. If we do not have enough, then we don't. Because I kind of have an idea of how many people sign up and then they don't show up because it happens twice. Uh, we had uh, quite a few people show up the first one. Uh, but this the second one, we had a lot of people sh- sign up but not show up, right? So and maybe some of it is my fault, not really communicating very well, but we'll see how that goes. But anyway, hope that was helpful for you today, right? Feel like yourself, you feel like you just can't get right. You can't do the things you want to do. Remember, get yourself a deadline. Make the get the vision. Make it plain. Give yourself a deadline. Give yourself an, a meaningful incentive. What is it? What are you doing it for? And what really matters to you? Not what matters to somebody else. And just because you want to lose weight, that's too vague. You want to lose weight for what? Right? You want to save money? That's too vague. You want to save money for what? It has to be meaningful. Meaningful to you. Or you won't save the money. It'll just get spent. Right. Get yourself in an environment that'll help you win. Win, win, win. It's all about the environment. Set up pictures on your wall for places you want to go. Maybe do some visual, uh, visualize your savings accounts. Do whatever you need to do to set the environment up. We'll talk about some of that stuff later. And then get out of your comfort zone. If you feel like you're comfortable right now, you got you got to beat your chest for a minute and get yourself out of your comfort zone. Right. We can do it, right? Of course we can. Cool. All right, so if you thought this was helpful, do me a favor. Think of that one person who could benefit from listening to this and share it with that one person, right? Uh, Because that can start you getting your environment right, right? If you got a best friend that y'all do things together, share this with them. If you got a husband, share this with them. Listen to this stuff together. That way you can start moving your environments together. and And when two or three agree, anything is possible, right? It can all happen. So... Uh, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and get up off this mic. Man, look, I appreciate you so much for listening. And just remember, if you don't get your money right, somebody else will get your money, right? So let's get it. I appreciate you listening. I love you. God bless. Yes. Seven.